Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of The Unfiltered Truth. Oh my God, I am so excited to be here recording a second episode. And before I even dive into today's topic, I just want to say a massive, massive thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast. You have shared it on your stories, you've sent me a message. Like, none of this has gone unnoticed, and I've just been so appreciative of everything. I've just the support is just crazy. Like it honestly gives me goosebumps and I almost want to start crying. Like that's just how grateful I am. And it just makes me so excited to put out more episodes, knowing that there are people there listening um, and wanting to hear what I have to talk about, which is just like insane. It's crazy that like, I don't know, I was reflecting on it. And when I was seeing how many streams the episode got and all the things like that, I was like, wow, that is so cool that (laughs) that many people are listening to me and me speak about something and it's just it's just this really cool exchange and you know regardless of whether you're you're tuning into this free podcast or you're in my paid offerings or whatever it's just like so cool to me to even be like wow you're actually like choosing to be here and to be in my space um and to be in my energy which is really really cool so thank you to everyone but Today's episode is going to be about my business journey. I popped onto my stories and said, okay, like, what are we wanting to hear me speak about? And it was funny. A lot of the answers were either my business journey or um, balance. So I'm going to like just talk about both in the same episode. I feel like that's going to make sense. Um, So yes, in today's episode, I will be talking about my business journey and in that how I went from working at a grocery store at a supermarket to building a six-figure business in 12 months what moves did i make what did that look like for me so i'm going to be completely like honest about everything and not really sugarcoat anything in this episode um it was a lot of hard work and i'm going to speak about very like everything really unfiltered um hence the name of the podcast right um and if anything i want you to listen to my journey one to see that i did like it didn't just like fall into my lap but two I want you to be able to look at your own journey as well and be like, okay, cool. Where am I actually playing small? So I want you to use this as like a mirror for you looking at your own business, your own life journey and where possibly you're currently playing small. Okay. So let's just dive straight into it. So my business journey, I'm going to give like a very brief kind of backstory. I know a lot of people kind of already know where I came from and like what moves I made and all the things, but like, I'm just going to assume that no one knows how I got to where I am today. So I am going to give you a play by play in a timeline. Um, so bear with me if you actually already know, you know, where I started and where I am. So I started the business on the 21st of July, 2021. Um, yes, I know the date. Um, and I started off as a business called soul and lunar readings. So sun and moon readings. Um, because at the time I was about to enter my, what year was that? That was my third year. So I was entering my second semester of law at university. And I found that I had a spiritual awakening and I had my spiritual awakening probably earlier on that year when my first grandmother passed away. And it was like this crazy awakening where all of a sudden everything suddenly made sense to me and you know leading up to that i had been in and out of hospital and i was in a very negative mindset which i'm going to go into a little bit later like the negativity around that and i honestly was just like it was the whole questioning around like why me why is this happening to me and all the things right and i think that's such a normal response when you are going through something 
to be like, okay, why is this happening to me? Like, what did I do wrong? You know, I feel like that's almost like our first um, instinct. So I discovered spirituality and everything suddenly made sense. I realized just how intuitive I was in the past. I was like, oh, what a coincidence. Like I knew that was going to happen. And then it was like, all of a sudden I knew there was no such thing as coincidences. And when that landed with me, I was like, okay, cool. How can I kind of harness my intuition a little bit more? And I was friends with someone at the grocery store that I worked at who was also highly intuitive. And she said, you need to get a deck of Oracle cards. You need to do something with this gift. So I went out and bought the Work Your Light deck, which I feel like is everyone's first Oracle card deck. And all of a sudden I was just like, oh my God, I love this. I love this so much. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a hobby page. It's going to be soul lunar readings. And I'm just going to post about my spirituality and my crystals there. And maybe I'll do free readings for people. And like, it'll be really fun to connect with everyone. So my intention was to make this like a little small account where I could post my hobby of doing card readings and I could do free readings for people. And it was meant to be really fun. And that's exactly my intention behind it. And I remember I posted, I got a few followers and I was super excited and I posted free readings. Let me know. I have X amount of spots available. I can't remember how many and it booked out. So then I opened the next week up and it booked out. And I kind of turned to my partner and I said, okay, this is quite popular, babe. Maybe I should charge for this. So I ended up, I was like, you know what? I'll charge $22. And I kept selling out and I kept booking out and I was doing like seven to eight readings a day. And I was like, okay, what's going on? And it kind of just like kept going. And I was like, wow, I really love this whole social media thing. And I was posting like three times a day just because I wanted to. And I was on my stories and I was doing everything. And it was just so much fun. And you know, I hired a mindset coach and it was funny. My, my partner paid for my first ever session with her. It was $111. I won't forget it. Um, and she said to me, like, have you ever thought about becoming a mindset coach? And I said, well, this is my first ever session. I don't even know what this is. And she goes, like, you know, I, I would consider it. I think you've, you've got the brain, like you've got the brain for it. You've got the energy for it. And you seem very well suited for this role. And I was like, okay, cool. And I kind of just started doing some courses and some master classes here and there. And I was like, wow, I am loving this whole mindset coaching thing. Like this feels like my area at the same time. I was like, okay, I'm going to increase my readings from 22 to $33 and people were still buying. And then I started offering one-off mindset calls for $44 and they got boxes support and they got homework guide and everything. And these were selling out people were coming back. And I was like, okay, I'm onto something here. And this was probably within like the first month and a half, I want to say, of, of starting Soul Lunar Readings. And I thought to myself, okay, wow, I could actually do this as a job. And I've always been someone, one, I've never had a plan B. I don't believe in them. But two, I've always been someone that's just like, I'm going to fly and see where I go, right? I've always been like, I'm just going to take off from here and I'll see where I land and I'll see if it works out. I've never really been someone that's been scared. And the reason being is because like, I've always lived by this thing where I never want to live a life that I'll regret. Like I would hate to get to when I'm older and be like, why did I not do that thing? I would actually just hate for that to happen. So I've always just been the kind of gal to send it. Um, and this was no different. So when I started to see that the business was making the same amount of money as I was bringing in at the supermarket or like it was making actually a little bit more than what I was making at, at the grocery store, I went, I, I can go full time in this. And at the time, you know, you've heard the whole sphere before, if you, if you've heard it, you know, it's, I had a thousand dollars to my name. I think I actually had $900 now that I'm thinking about it. Um, 
that's all in that is the only amount of money I had no other accounts I had just moved out of home paying 200 a week in rent and all of a sudden I was paying a thousand dollars a month to my coaches and I just went you know what I'm gonna send it I'm gonna send it and I handed in my resignation um two months after I started the business and I went full-time ever since and I'm still here obviously (laughs) which is crazy right you don't really hear about people going full-time within two months and if you do it's like they they might have had financial support from their parents or something and I that is so cool and you know my parents helped me out absolutely with my computer and things like that but you know if I was to look at it objectively I was definitely probably entirely self-made um not that that is superior to anything but it was just like a really interesting thing for me to look at I was like oh I did this like all by myself and I really did send it and it really indicated to me just how much self-trust I had, which was um, something I ended up leveraging to become one of my biggest superpowers in business. So I went the full time within two months. It just made sense. And it was like this moment where I was like, I'm either going to sink or swim here, right? Like I can either back myself 100% and be my safest investment and I can show up and do everything that I know I need to do to succeed or I can be the person that's like, I've got no money. I've got no this. Like I can't, I don't have time, whatever, whatever comes up. And I just wasn't available to entertain that narrative. I wasn't available to entertain the, I don't have money. I don't have time thing. Because for me, the way I started to view my business from the get go was like, I am my product, right? I need to invest in my business. Like I would, if it was, if I was selling clothing, you know, and I've always had that perspective and I've always invested from day one. I've had a coach since the very beginning. And that's exactly how this all kind of unfolded. And I went like balls to the wall at the beginning. My first ever intake of one-to-one, I had about 25 clients. Um, In contrast, now I take about six to eight. So, you know, from the beginning, I was was very busy. Um, And this is where I learned a lot about business. And I learned a lot about myself in this process. I was having seven back-to-back mindset calls, you know, a few days in a row and that my capacity was, was very small. My pricing, I think it was like back then for a one-on-one container, it was about 1300 and the payment plan was, you know, a hundred dollars a week. Um, and it was perfect for that time of my life. It was perfect for the business that I was creating then because that's what I wanted to do. Right. I had to play the beginner. I had to be the beginner. I didn't want to come in with this space of entitlement and start charging X amount when like this was my first rodeo. Do you know what I mean? Like it didn't actually make sense. So I actually allowed myself to be the beginner and I was the beginner, I want to say for a very long time there. There was a big chunk of the months where I allowed myself to be the beginner. I allowed myself to charge, you know, amounts that my coach would be like, what are you doing? Like that you could charge a lot more. But for me, it was like, but I don't think I'm ready to charge that. And it wasn't from a place of like, I hadn't invested enough in my business. It was coming from a place of like, Hey, if I actually increase my pricing here, I'm going to be a little bit entitled in my approach. I'm going to be a little bit entitled because like, I'm actually still figuring out what I want to do. I'm still figuring out figure, like trying to understand my capacity for things and what I want to do and what programs and all the things. So it didn't make sense for me to increase my pricing. So I played in that like arena for a while of having um, a lot of clients, a lot of one-to-one. I remember being in WhatsApp at like a midnight. I remember being there on weekends. I was there like all the time. I really lacked boundaries at the beginning. 
because you know it was my first time and and in order to set the boundaries typically you need to understand what your capacity is you need to understand like what boundary that you you even need to set so my first few months of business was crazy I, I remember I was working seven days a week and it wasn't in a place of like oh, I want to I want to do this I was like I was completely burnt out and even like my partner will testify to that and like even my roommate Jeff at the time was like okay you are working way too much but for me I just always had that personality where like I'm gonna send it right and to me back then I just backed myself in everything that I did and I remember like around this time of my journey of my business I was making probably anywhere from maybe two maybe two to like 9k months that's cash I think I I don't even know if I hit a 10k cash month by this point I might have but it was like a very one-off thing like I wasn't hitting consistent 10k months here to be honest like back then I wasn't even like looking at my stripe I wasn't really that concerned like I'm pretty sure I was always chilling with like only a thousand dollars in my bank like the way that I invested was very much like very embodied in self-trust like I can't even reiterate that enough. Like I just, when I say I sent it, like I actually really, really mean that. And that led into this year. And then I stopped obviously doing the readings. I changed to soul lunar healing because I did my Reiki practitioner like certification and I was going to introduce Reiki healings in like March this year, but I didn't. So we were soul lunar healing there and then we were soul lunar coaching. So, you know, we've had three name changes and at the point I went directly just into mindset coaching. I came up with my first group courses, probably like March, April this year. At this point, I was incredibly burnt out, like to the power of 10. I was exhausted. Um, I wasn't really seeing the reward of business in terms of like the financial freedom or the time freedom because I was being so like, I was very my masculine energy I want to say like I was I was working very very hard I worked very hard to get here and that is something that I do want to explicitly say is like I worked my butt off to get to where I am like it did not come easy for me I know a lot of people's experiences they're like oh it was so easy I like fell into this and like everything's been so chill and like that is incredible for them and that's their experience but for me I worked really really hard and I don't want to downplay just how hard I worked because I, I'm not interested in that because I think there's a, there's a level of vulnerability and honesty and actually claiming just how hard I worked, how burnt out I was. Um, during this time of my life, I lost a lot of friends, whether it was friends that didn't understand me, friends that didn't, couldn't celebrate me, people that um, I felt I was no longer connected to whatever it may look like. So this was where the grieving really started in terms of like, you know, even if I did have that spare time, it, I couldn't really spend it with anyone. So there came a point of my business where I was like, is this worth it? Is this worth it? And I think this is where the whole, you know, how do I balance everything kind of came into it and how do I balance things? I don't, it's really hard to say, like I am incredibly disciplined with my time so obviously you know like I balance a lot of things in my life like I'm balancing uni and obviously like my relationship with my friends and you know whatever it may look like I'm balancing a lot of different things 
And I think for me, what it came down to was like, how badly do I want it? That's really what you have to ask yourself is how badly do you want this? And this is a question that I ask my clients all the time is how badly do you want the successful business? Because if you want it, if you wanted it as badly as you say that you did, you would be posting. And for me, like, you know, whether I'm at uni or I was working my part-time job at the beginning, I still showed up because that's how badly I wanted it. So it's actually not good enough to me. Like, I don't really accept the excuse of like, I don't have time because to me, you just have to make time. And that's something that I've always lived by. And that's exactly how I got to where I am today. Right? I just wasn't interested in entertaining that narrative. So how do I find balance now? It really comes down to my priorities. And now I would say I'm, I've, because I worked so hard to get to where I am, I have the luxury of having a lot more freedom in my days and a lot more freedom in like how I do things. So, you know, I could actually speak from a place of, yeah, everything's pretty chill right now. <laughs> Whereas, but before it, it wasn't, it. but I, I worked that hard to get to where I am today. So the balance for me looks like I have client days, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Mondays, I usually focus on backend and marketing. Wednesdays are like content creation, offer creation, things like that. And Fridays are nothing. They're like my CEO days. That is how my schedule looks at the moment. On weekends, I try and not touch work, but you know, I if ideas are flowing in and, and content is flowing in and you know, offers and stuff like I'm not going to stop myself. I never really want to shame myself for wanting to work on the weekend because I live a very like unconventional life. I, you know, it doesn't really matter to me what day of the week it is. Like if I want to work, I'm going to work because it's the same as if I wanted to like go get my nails done, for example, like, you know what I mean? Like my passion for what I do is the same as my passion for wanting free time. It's even funny today, right? Today's Monday as I'm recording this and last week I had the most hectic, stressful week. And I'm just trying to think in how long, in a long, in a long time, it probably since I, um, you know, probably since probably the beginning of my business. And that's because, you know, I had, um, two uni exams, they go for like three and four hours. I had, the content blueprint open up and my other experience behind the expansion launch the podcast and just like a lot of other things behind the scenes like establishing branding establishing like my mastermind details i think last week i want to say i spent 10 hours a day in the library that is not including the hours that i worked in my office um look i would probably say i worked anywhere from 10 to 14 hours a day last week do I think you have to work that much to be successful? No. And I was exhausted after that week. Okay. Do not, I am not saying work 14 hours a day that it was like fucked. It was crazy last week when my last exam finished on Saturday, I crashed. I was just so tired, so stressed. Like my nervous system was so dysregulated. Like yesterday, I just spent so much time being with myself and just regulating and today I was like, no, nah, we are not touching work. And I wanted to record this podcast because, but that's what I wanted to do. Right. Because if I didn't do this and what I'd be doing, probably sitting on the couch, just being like, wow, I'm bored. And you know, I, after this, I'm definitely going to go read a book and sit on the couch. Do not get me wrong. But for the purposes of like wanting to regulate my nervous system, it really had to be an active thing of like, 
no, today is a day of space. So that is probably how I create balance is like I actually take time to take space because for me, if I'm not working on my relationship with myself, with my partner, with my friends, if I'm not moving my body, if I'm not doing whatever, it's going to translate in my business. And that's not to say that behind the scenes, I'm, you know, not eating McDonald's or, you know, I'm super health conscious and tracking every single calorie that I eat because I don't do that because that's just not who I am. And I also don't think like if you eat McDonald's, it translates into your business or if you don't work out five times a week, it translates into your business. Like I'm not really an advocate for that. What I am an advocate for is nourishing your body and nourishing your mind in whatever way that might be for you. And for me, it's doing what I'm currently doing. It's doing what I am, you know, making time for. It's training. It's um, drinking my water. It's getting some sunshine, reading a book, like whatever taking space looks like and nourishment looks like to you is crucial for your business. But what I don't want you to do is to take what nourishment means to another person and apply that to you because for example if i was to look at someone that is like training for a bikini comp or they've been training their entire life so they're incredibly fit and they might train six days a week for example they might eat x amount of calories they might do whatever it may look like i actually have no idea if i was to take their version of nourishment and apply it to myself where i'm chronically ill I like have a, a lot of pain. I have food intolerances. I have like X, you know, a million different things. That version of nourishment wouldn't actually nourish me, right? Because I'm not taking into account who I am. And if I was to train six days a week, the inflammation in my body would be like freaking next level that I wouldn't be able to train for three weeks after. Does that make sense? So for me, the thing that I navigated the most when it came to finding balance in my business was understanding what nourishment actually looked like to me and what nourishment was. So for me, it's probably training three days a week. If I do that recently, I haven't been like, I'll be transparent. Um, it, it, it would look like that and a, a session of boxing. Like if I was to kind of relay my like utmost nourishment week it would be three strength training sessions and at boxing and it would be walking and, and swimming and that's what i'm really looking to integrate this summer because that's what i really need to do for nourishment of my next level does that make sense so for me the key to finding balance was taking the space to understand that nourishment is subjective and it really comes down to your distinct characteristics so for someone like they might want to eat super clean maybe they they might be vegan or whatever and that's fucking great for them. I love that. But for me, if I was to translate into my life, that wouldn't be sustainable for me, right? Maybe I maybe I want to eat, uh, like, I don't even know, not that I eat this, but like, like a Big Mac. Do you know what I mean? Or maybe I want to go to KFC or, or maybe I want to do that. And I want to actually allow myself to do that because I want to have the freedom of them coming back and cooking like a clean meal. So I don't even know how I got on this fucking tangent, seriously. Like the tangents that I go on, what my point is, <laughs> my point is, is like, the way that I kind of got here in business was understanding that what works for me works for me and it might not apply to the next person, but there's a thing, right? Where we have to be able to consume other people's versions of nourishment and other people's versions of like what they do in their day to get to their level. We have to be able to consume that with discernment because there is no like one size fits all in my opinion. There is no like 
you know, freaking, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Like there is no set plan to become a six figure mentor is what I am saying. Yeah. And I think for me, when I understood one, what I was here to do, but two, that I could come do whatever I wanted, everything made sense. Because at the end of the day, as long as you were looking after yourself and your brain and your body in the way that feels the most expansive and incredible for you, then that's, that's the golden ticket, right? That's it. And for me, that was a really big catalyst in my business journey was understanding that my version of nourishment is so unique because everyone's version of nourishment is so unique. And it's not really about finding a balance. It's about balancing. Yeah. And I'm always in that balancing act because one day something might be thrown out of whack and I have to be able to, to re like calibrate. Right. And if I place so much focus on like, Oh, I'm not balanced. I'm not balanced. I don't give myself the freedom to recalibrate when things kind of knock me off my little pedestal, if you will. So that was a really big catalyst for my business journey was understanding that like, I just need to be in my own lane. And I'm so about that. Like I'm so about being in my own lane. And one of like, you know, the things that I do in that is that's probably why the amount of people I follow is so low. And I, there are a lot of people that I don't follow that I actually really adore and I love who they are as a person. And it's not like for me, followers on like following people on Instagram isn't about like, who's my friend. Cause there are a lot of friends that I don't follow and they know I equally love them. For me, it's, it's literally about like, what lane do I want to be inspired by or what content activates me in a really positive way? Because we have to be mindful with the, what we're consuming because our energy should be valued as the same currency as our time and money. So that was something that was really crucial as well was kind of really minimizing what content I'm consuming, if any, because I want to be so like hyper fixated on my own lane and what I'm doing that I'm not interested in being tied up in anything else. And there was definitely a time where I was, um, because there is sometimes a fine line between inspiration and copying. And I, I think like back in the beginning, I definitely fell more into the copying thing because I was like, okay, well, if they must be doing so good and they're doing like, this is easy for them. Like, how can I be like that? And it, you know, it's taken time to kind of come out of that and really learn to trust my voice. And I think at every level of my journey, I've had to re test that like anchor of self trust within me. And I would say like now it is pretty good. Um, and I've, I've removed a lot of, um, emotion from the business. I think that was another key thing for me was I had to approach my business with a lot of neutrality because if I came in very activated when someone unfollowed me or if someone said this, like that's not serving me. So the question that I asked myself, and it's funny, I heard this from another coach was like, you know, talking about being good for your human evolution and your evolution as a human. And I think that's the lens. I kind of look at my business now with everything that I do is like, is this good for my evolution? Like, does this actually serve me or does it hinder me? And I always ask myself that question with every kind of action that I make. So I would say my most successful months of business have probably been the last three to six. I think in June was my first 20K, July was 30K. And I've been traveling, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30 since then um, pretty consistently. And it's only going to skyrocket from here. So I guess the million dollar question is how did I go from working at a supermarket to, you know, making 
a six figure business? What's the million dollar question? And if I had the answer, I wish I could share it. For me, it looked like a lot of consistency. It looked like I check in with my vision all the time and my vision, it changes. But something that I really believe in is that I never made myself available for any excuses. And I think that's why when I have clients come into my world, particularly in close proximity, I'm incredibly direct in terms of how I approach excuses. Like I remember I, I like I don't want to be having the same conversation in, in three, six months. Do you know what I mean? It's the same. I apply that standard to my clients is if I don't want to be entertaining this excuse in three months, then I need to make sure that my clients are entertaining that excuse in three months or six months or whatever, you know, it may look like. So that's how I always lead is that I've never led with fear. I, I've led with a lot of curiosity and what's going to serve my human, but more importantly, like what's going to serve my greater vision. And I always act from that place because it is that easy, but it's easy for me now because I worked hard in the beginning. So now what my business looks like, this is going to like, when I say 2023 is going to take off, I know it. I have a sense of knowing if you're a client, if you know me personally, my sense of knowing is just like fucking insane. Like I just always know things and I know this to be true for me. I know this to be true. There are a few things I know to be true and this is one of them because I'm not available for this to not be true. I'm not available for it. And it's so funny, I posted this quote that your growth and success is, is inevitable. That is my belief. That sits at the core of everything that I do because that is the only story that I'm available for. So how did I build a six-figure business in 12 months? Because I, I made myself unavailable for the reasons as to why I couldn't do it. I made myself unavailable for the stories as to like, oh, what about this fear? Because I don't want to entertain that. Like we have the, this beautiful power of choice. And what I see is so many coaches like entering this space, not exercising their right to decide or their right to, to choose what, what they actually want to do. We so often we want to play victim to circumstance. And I, I totally get that. And as I was talking about before with a negative mindset, for me, I'm actually quite wired to be negative. This has always been, this is something recently that I've struggled with and been a downfall because of like what I've gone through and, and how my brain is wired. Unfortunately, I do operate in a negative mindset and people that haven't had similar life experience as I have, or people that don't want to entertain that might really perceive me as quite negative and might not want to be around me. And something that I had to get okay with was that's okay for them. That's okay for them to perceive me as, as negative because I know when I speak about my story or when I speak about th things through my lens, there are people that are going to get me and know that I'm not being negative. I'm just speaking from that lens of life experience. And that was another thing that I really had to come to terms with in my business because there was a period where I felt like I was failing. And I remember I was like, I was failing. I'm failing. I was telling my mentor, I was like, I feel like I'm failing. I went on this freaking narrative for so long, <laughs> like seriously, until I realized like, okay, one, I am, like submitting to what my psyche is wired to do and be. And I'm going against everything that I've always said. I've always said that I pick my story and here I was playing victim to circumstance and, and really slipping into that negative mindset. And I definitely catch myself even recently kind of slipping into it. But I have this like self-awareness now to understand why. And two, I am always very compassionate and hold a generous interpretation of people that might 
not want to be friends with me or might leave my space because they might perceive me as negative. And I'm not saying that I'm like, I wallow in self-pity because that's a whole different thing. Like if you have chronic pain or chronic illness or something like that, you would understand what I'm talking about. And I think that's all that matters. And for me, like another like training or teaching, I should rather say that I've really anchored into in my business success was I had to be okay with being misunderstood. Like, oh my God, I had to. And I had to find the courage to be disliked because not everyone was going to like me. Not everyone was going to like the coach that I was. No one was, you know, not everyone wants to hang out with me. And that's just the, the reality of being human. And I had to approach that with the same neutrality as I approach everything else in my business. So I couldn't just apply one level of neutrality here and then apply it to relationships that were kind of entering my life. So my business journey has been the most eye-opening life experience of my life because I allowed it to be. And, and I hope you can hear from my language this, this, this sense of allowance, right? The sense of choice, of decision, because that's the thing that I want to activate within you. What I see too often is people playing victim to their business. Oh, if only I could do this or if only like, but I can't understand that that comes down to you understand that that comes down to you and when we understand that and we actually believe that the trajectory of your business will change so ultimately what i'm actually saying is that i became obsessed with my goals i became obsessed with my vision i became obsessed with what i wanted to do and i didn't make myself available for any less and in that, obviously, I have invested a lot of money into my business. I probably have invested majority of profits back in. That's what the first year of business looked like. For the second year of business, it's going to look like accumulating a lot more money and holding on to it um, because I, to be transparent, spent way too much money in my first year, um, like a ridiculous amount of money. And I had to work through a lot of shame in that. Um, and now I'm just a lot cleaner with my investments in terms of like what I'm investing in. I've set myself up and I have big dreams and to make these big dreams happen, I've got to start making a lot of, um, executive decisions and it's just super exciting. So my first year of business looked like that. I'm pretty sure from July to July, it was around 120 to 130 K cash i am pretty sure do not quote me on that exact figure i know it was like minimum 120 so obviously next year is going to be bigger um by the end of 2022 so january to december i have no idea what i'm going to hit um hopefully it can be a milestone a milestone worth celebrating um but yeah i haven't I'm not going to attach any expectations to that yet, but that would be really cool if I could hit a particular milestone. I'm on track to hit it. So that is what that looks like for me. My business journey has been um, a roller coaster, say the absolute least, but it has been the most rewarding, fulfilling time of my life because I'm doing what I love and like the impact that I am creating is incredible and that is exactly why I started this thing and I will never lose sight of that vision because I always come back into it I always come back to that thing and there was a quote 
that I saw this morning and I, I shared it on my Instagram in that new little like notes feature. And it was high standards without self-compassion is just bullying. And for me, I've always held high standards and I have been self-compassionate within every single move that I have made. And that's something that I actively practice every single day. I always come back into my vision. I am always analyzing my business. I am always looking at refinements. I'm always looking about how I can enhance my one-to-one world or my, or my close proximity, including my mastermind, because for me, client retention is key, but more importantly, it's about safety and creating that level of safety in my world. So that is what the future looks like. 2023, I have some incredible plans, visions, dreams, everything. And if they come to fruition, I will come onto this podcast and say, I told you so, (laughs) but for now, that is essentially what my business journey was. It has been the most incredible thing. And, you know, I was so transparent because one, this is the unfiltered truth, (laughs) but two, this did not come easy for me. I worked incredibly hard to get to where I am. I've, I've put that much money on the table. (laughs) I have, I have invested in everything left, right and center. I have had a coach. I have done masterminds. I have done the courses, masterclasses, whatever it may look like because I chose that for myself. And, you know, I was always balancing with very minimal money in my bank account because I love money. Yes. Um, but for me, I knew what I had to hold for my first 12 months in order to get to where I wanted to be two, three, five, ten 10 years down the track. This is a business that I, I need to have longevity. And for me, I had to look at one, the legacy that I was building, but also how can I actually make this business sustainable for longevity purposes? Because I think, we can send it too hard in the beginning and then it, it kind of will like, you know, might die down a little bit. So for me, what I'm looking at for my business is how can I create a business that is still going to be just as impactful in five years time. And that's not to say I'm, I'm keeping up with trends because I, I don't, I don't really look at trends, I guess. For me, it's that wider and broader vision of my business and what I'm desiring to create. So that is the lens that I look at. I always operate in longevity and scalability and legacy. I'm never really looking at like, what's a quick hit? Like what's my instant gratification? So the way I I, I work my business and the way that I look at it might be a little bit different to other coaches. And I think that's totally fine. It goes back to that piece I said at the beginning about nourishment and, and it being subjective. So my lane is subjective. My vision is subjective. What I'm doing is subjective. Why? because that's what I'm interested in. And for me, like, I think we want to be able to look to things in order to determine whether or not that's successful. We might want to see someone else do something before we do it. So we're like, oh, I know that's going to work out. That's cool. I can go ahead and do that. I'm not interested in that because I'm willing to be the first person to try something. I'm willing to be the first person to, you know, see if that lands or not. But I think the thing with being a leader is, you have to hold a lot. You have to hold a lot, a lot. And that's where the balancing act comes in. And I think I've definitely been holding a lot recently. Um, but in context of the bigger picture, it's nothing, right? So that is what I would probably say my business journey looked like. Um, obviously my prices have increased since then. They're set to increase again, you know, from 1300 to to 10k that probably will go up to 12k quite soon i had to meet myself where i'm at and and for now where i'm at what i determine my pricing and things off and i can do another episode on this or like i might even do a masterclass on pricing to be honest 
because for me, I everything that I do, there is a strategic component to it. But everything that I do, I've actually thought about. And it's like, I send it, but calculated. I like calculately sending. Does that make sense? So everything I do is calculated for a reason. But I've always been very wired for business. Um, I remember when I was younger, when I was like 10 or something, I had I sold my secondhand books when I was 18. I was a makeup artist and had my own Instagram page and ran a makeup artistry business for like seven months. It was very like I took bookings through the DMs. I took like bank account, you know, transfers. I didn't have a Stripe. You know, everything that I did was was very low key. Whereas now everything I've learned, I've learned from scratch. I've learned how to use Stripe, Kajabi, whatever it may look like. But I've always been wired for business and I've always been wired to never give up. And I think that level of tenacity and resilience has served me incredibly well in creating this incredible business. So I want to wrap it up here. That is pretty much my business journey in a nutshell. Look, I didn't dive into the specifics about money because that's not what my journey is dictated by. It's cool. I told you a figure, but for me, what I've held, what I've navigated and how hard I've worked is actually a bigger testament to my journey, not the tangible things that we can see. And obviously I've coached hundreds of of women and men at this point, which is just the biggest blessing. And for me, it's it's about building a legacy now. And that's what you'll see see me start to shift into quite um, quite soon. And probably in the present. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Please, if you liked this episode, um, share it onto your story, send me a DM. I want to hear from you. Um, If you like the podcast and you feel called to go ahead and give it a cheeky five-star rating, I would absolutely love that. And whatever you want to hear on the podcast next, send me a DM. I would love to hear from you because this podcast, yes, is a way for me to be able to connect with everyone, but I do want to hear your opinion and your perspective on on what you want me to hear on what you want to hear essentially right what do you want to hear from me so thank you so much for tuning in i hope you love today's episode and i will see you in the next one bye guys